a year ago, or close to it, I had promised the children that they would come up and be part of my message. And they wore me out about that. It was going to be in our study of uh, Nehemiah, I believe, and we were going to talk about the children there. And uh, we had to go online. And so we've been trying to look for a good time to do that. And so this morning they're going to join me up here uh, for our message. And I want to encourage all the other kids that want to come um, to come on up right now and join us on the front. Kids, if y'all just sit down right here with me. Scoot on out. I got to have room. I got to get my chair. Y'all spread on the cross. Turn around. You got to look at me. This is mine, Garrett. Watch out. All right. Y'all scoot on around. I've been looking forward to this for a while, and uh, we've talked about it a long time, haven't we? So I'm excited to have y'all join me up here today. Uh, what happens this week? What is it? There's something. Christmas. Christmas. Oh, that's right. So uh, I, I talked to a few of you the other day, and I, I asked you a, a simple question. Uh, what is one word to describe Christmas to you? Haddon, what do you think? Real quick, one word. Don't think hard. What was the word? Jesus. Okay, anyone else got, you got a word? Huh? Christ, yeah. Anybody else got a word? One word, you think about Christmas. When you think about Friday morning and opening Christmas, toys, joy. Joy when you get toys, you know. See, they're being spiritual. I'm thinking about toys. Anybody else? What about lights? What about presents? Ornaments? That's right. So there's a lot of, a lot of things. I mean, what do y'all look forward to it? What, what do you, Santa Claus. Santa Claus coming, that's right. And you make a list, you make a list, Ledger? You did? Did y'all make a list? Matthew, you didn't make a list? You just hoping that he's mind reader or something like that? Yeah. Dude, I would get out, uh, we used to have, there's this old company, back old people used to look to this old company. You didn't do online, you went on page. And you would go to this thing called a Christmas wish list. It was a company's sales book. And it was Sears Christmas wish book. And we would take it and we would fold down the pages. Or I, I learned that I didn't want to, mom and dad, and especially Santa Claus, I didn't want him to miss out. So I just ripped the whole page out. That way I could just hand them a page and there'd be no mistakes. You know, if there was more than several things on the page, I could rip it out and show them. But Christmas is a lot more than just presents and Santa Claus. And I'm going to tell you what, I, when you get older, you know what you look forward to? Food. Really, really good food. And I've noticed, you know, the, the kitchen always smells different during Christmas. It's like, it, it's just special, special smells of special things that we only cook during Christmas. I was reminded a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with somebody in this room of a child's prayer 
that uh, is very simplistic, but as deep as it comes. And this child's prayer was answered literally instantly as the child prayed. And it was no little thing that this child was praying for. It was a very, very, very big thing. Y'all ever pray? Y'all do your night-night prayers and all that kind of stuff? And it's important to pray and tell Jesus what we're thinking, how we feel. But you know, one of the reasons I wanted y'all to come up here today is I wanted them to see you and be reminded what Christmas looks like through the eyes of a child. Christmas through the eyes of a child. When's the last time we, we saw the wonder of it all? You know, it's, y'all ever been over to TNT Farms? Isn't that what it's called? TNT, I always look for something to blow up when I go over there. Um, it's pretty cool, all the lights you drive under and then through the little towns and the old cars and all that stuff. Man, I love all that stuff. I love everything about Christmas, the music, the lights. And if you say, oh, what Christmas music, don't say that out loud. Uh, I want to read y'all something. Y'all ready? Okay. It's called The Christmas Story. But the thing about it is it's a true story, isn't it? It's not a fairy tale. It's not Mother Goose or something like that. You know, those are cool. You know, Jack and the Beanstalk and those kinds of stories. But they're not real. This story is real. It said in Luke chapter 2, Joseph also went up from Galilee. Now, who is Joseph? Jesus. Jesus' father. Yeah, his earthly father. That's right. Out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. And that's important. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Jesus was born in a barn. It says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. Can you imagine? I mean, I've seen some pretty cool stuff. I've met some pretty famous people. But all these angels all of a sudden burst out of heaven and all the light and the glory of it all. When the angels came, what did they say? It said they stood over them and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And all the people were very afraid. I'd be afraid too. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great, great joy. That's right. Which will be to all people for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. That's right. Y'all know this by heart. And this will be the sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude, hundreds and thousands of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to, say it with me, 
Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. Y'all hear these kids quoting scripture. But you see, the story doesn't end in Bethlehem, does it? Jesus grew up. He did not stay a baby. He became a child, just like y'all. And then a teenager, then an adult. He would heal the sick, feed the hungry, and even raise the dead. But he still was not finished, was he? You see, Jesus went to Jerusalem to be found guilty, a man who knew no sin, died on a cross for our sin, and to rise from the dead so that we can have eternal life. Sometimes we forget about all of this, and we forget about how much he loves us. Adults, sometimes we get so wrapped up in our list and what we've got to get done. And oh, I'm running out of time that we forget who Jesus is and what he does for us even today. So as we grow up, listen to me now, how many of you got a watch on? None of you have a watch on? Stay away from them as long as you possibly can. Because you see, as we grow, we forget about all these things because we get busy. We watch our walk. We, we look at it. And we're like, oh man, I've only got 12 minutes and I've got to get this done and we've got dates on it. You see, we get busy. We get sad. Sometimes we get mad or we simply become lazy and forget how much he loves us. As we grow up, our time and our attention gets swallowed up by what adults call life. Well, that's just life. But isn't Jesus life? Isn't that what it says? I am the way, the truth, and the... Okay. So, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, right before, you know, the week that he would be crucified... When he rode into Jerusalem for the last time, we're told what the people did and what they said. Now, I want you to look with me and listen in Matthew chapter 21. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and a colt and laid their clothes on them and set Jesus on the donkey. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road, preaching to Easter, Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them in the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who would follow cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now it sounds a lot like when he was born, doesn't it? As he rides in in great triumph into Jerusalem. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who, who is this guy? What's he about? Who's this Jesus guy? You know what the multitude said? This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. So Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out. Now think about this. He drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, 
it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. What did Jesus do? He healed them. But when the chief priests, all the religious bunch, the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did. You ever seen somebody get mad? And some of you may have got mad because your brother or sister got something and you thought they got more than you did or you didn't get what you wanted. Well, that's the kind of way they were. And it said that they were mad and said to him, do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus said, yeah. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise? Did you hear that? Did you hear what Jesus said? Out of the mouth of babes. You see, the children, the ones like y'all, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, the children were praising the Lord's and the adults were mad. Now, not all of the adults. There were many who worshiped Jesus. But many of the adults did not like Jesus messing up their plans and interfering with their business. So, what do you think we should do? Who do you think we should be like? Like the adults who got mad and said, hey, don't mess up my Christmas. Don't mess up my time. I don't have time for all that. I've got to buy presents and I've got to work harder and I've got to work extra hours. I don't have time for, for prayer meeting. I don't have time for Sunday school. Or should we be like the children who worship God? Yes, the children who were praising the Lord. So today I want us all to see Jesus like these children. You see, these children, number one, you know what they had? These children had faith. Now what is faith? If the, Bible, the Bible's explanation or definition is faith is the substance of things that you hope for and the evidence of things you've not seen. Now, have any of you seen Jesus personally? Do you believe in Jesus? Me too. You know what? I have never seen a lot of things in this world. I've never been to Hawaii, but I believe it's there because I've seen the pictures and I've talked to people who've been there. Well, I've never seen Jesus in the flesh, but I know because he's spoken in my heart. You see, theirs was a simple faith. Adults, sometimes we convolute our ideas of what faith should be. And we let all the world's yapping and talking and the influence of so-called educated people cloud our ideas. And we start looking at empirical data and we start saying dumb stuff like, Science over fiction. When the truth is, Jesus is not fiction. He's real. History proves it. You see, theirs was a simple faith. No preconceived ideas or limitations. Now, I want you to listen to me. I want to read with, in Matthew chapter 18. It said this, listen. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child, just like y'all. He called one 
unto him, and he set him in the midst of them, and he said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted, listen to me, adults, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Some of us right now think this is, this is so sweet. Look at those little kids. I'm going to tell you, this story is not just for little kids. It's the point of this message is we've got to stop thinking we're too grown up for the wonder of Jesus. You see, he said, unless you come as a little child, you'll not get into heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receives me. You see, they believed in who he was. Now, they'd heard their whole life of this story that a Messiah was coming. Now, how many of you have I baptized? Wow, that is so cool. How many of you have trusted Jesus as your Savior? You've asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you. A lot of you. Isn't that wonderful? Man, it's so exciting when I get to baptize y'all and, and to hear what Jesus has done for you. And if you haven't yet, that's okay. There's time right now. But if the Lord's speaking to your heart, maybe today's the day. But you know what's sad? is when people start growing up and they think they're too old for all that. They won't come down. They won't do what you're doing. You're being very brave to come up here today. But the reason you're doing it is you believe in Jesus and you believe who he is. But they believe in what he can do. What's some of the things Jesus did while he was on this earth? What, what are some really cool stuff, McLean? That's a pretty big deal, isn't he? He said that he raised people from the dead. What's something else, Ledger? He healed the blind. That's right. You remember the guy that was blind and he couldn't see anything. And Jesus made him see again. What else? He calmed the sea. I love that story. All the disciples, these real spiritual adults, they were scared to death. And Jesus walked on the water. What else, right? What else did Jesus do? Do you have your hand up? Jesus did some pretty cool stuff. What about when he took the, there were 5,000 people and they were all hungry and what'd he do? That is exactly right. There was bread. This little boy, just like you, he had him a sack lunch. You know, he got him a little sack lunch and he was like, I'm going to watch the show, you know. And he's got, Five little pieces of bread and two little fish. It wasn't big old five-pound largemouth. It was these like little sardines. And Jesus took them. And like you said, that was, you said it perfectly. He took those fish and he made a bunch of them, didn't he? And he fed everybody. And do you know he didn't just feed everybody and they had to really scrounge for the last fish? Do you know there was 12 baskets of food left over? Do you believe Jesus did that? What about in our life, adults? Can Jesus do that in our life? Can he multiply? Some of us here today have testimonies. And the problem is we're making more money 
And we have more things than we've ever had before. And in so doing, we've removed any possibility of God doing miracles in our life. We've solved that problem in our own strength. See, we've got to get back to seeing God for who he is. And they believed in what he could do. But you know what? They believed they couldn't do anything without him. Now, tell me, has anybody sitting here today, since you got up this morning, y'all been planning that, hadn't you? What y'all are going to wear and all of you are going to match and y'all are so pretty, all your dresses. And, and some of you uh, planned about, you know, what you'd have for breakfast and all these other kinds of things. You just get up and hit it, don't you? Well, that's, has anybody today stopped and thought about, I need to breathe? Anybody done that? Anybody say, I got to take, hold on. I got to really think about this. I'm going to take another breath. No, we just trust God's going to cause us to breathe, don't we? God's going to do it. Yeah, we got, sometimes it's good to be reminded every single breath we take, God gives it to us. We take things for granted, don't we? But these children trusted they couldn't do anything. Do you know you can't read, you can't grow, you can't live without Jesus? We've got to get back to that, don't we? But not just in faith, but in acceptance. I asked some of you, how many of you had trusted the Lord already? I want to ask all of you adults, what's your level of acceptance of Christ? You see, how do you accept him? Do you put a tag on it? Do you say, I will accept if? You know, and we, we try to do a contract with God. But in Mark chapter 10, verse 15, listen to me. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. So how should we accept him? As a little child. He said in verse 24, And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered them again and said, Children, children. Has your mom ever said that? I can hear Miss Michelle. Children, children, let's listen. We're going to practice our song. Because sometimes we get a little loud, don't we? And we start going, We can't be still. Miss Becky does that to me. Because sometimes I don't want to be quiet. And a lot of times I don't want to be still. But you see, he said right here in verse 24. He said, look around. Look around. Children, how hard is it for them that trust in the riches of this world to enter the kingdom of God? You see, no child of God. Hear me today. You say, well, I didn't grow up like you did. And I didn't grow up like they did. No child of God, if you trust Christ, no matter what age you may be, no child of God will ever be fatherless. You're accepted in the beloved. You are grafted in. You are adopted, born again into the family of God. You see, these kids accepted Jesus without agendas. They didn't say, well, if I'm going to accept Jesus, I want him to give me a new car and I want a new house and I want all this kinds of stuff. Do you know, as I have pastored, sometimes I've seen people come 
And they say, I want to trust Jesus, but it seems like the more I go to church, the more problems I have, and I just can't keep coming. I've had them tell me that. Problems are going to come. Y'all ever have problems? We all have problems, no matter what age we are. But we must not, never stop to accept Jesus for who he is. And listen, no hesitations. You know, a lot of times during church or during Sunday school, whether it's Miss Joellen or Brother Ferris or Miss Michelle or me in church, we'll, we'll invite you to pray or we'll invite you to trust adults. Your, God is moving in your life, convicting you of sin, moving you to trust the Lord. These kids allowed nothing to stop them. There's no hesitations. They were open to the blessings of God. Do you know what? If we keep putting up roadblocks, if we refuse to trust Jesus and be obedient, you know what he said? He said we are to trust him with all our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our body. And if we trust him as our Lord and Savior, we're to let the world know that we've accepted Jesus. And we do that by being baptized as believers. We tithe, we pray, we read the scriptures. No hesitation. But then they were followers. Have you ever heard the words, don't be a follower, be a leader? You ever heard that? Well, that's right in the world. Don't follow the world. But here's what the Bible tells us about being a follower. He said in Ephesians 5, Be you therefore followers of God as dear children. Listen, church. I may be the under-shepherd, but you must follow Jesus. There's a lot of people quit churches because of deacons and pastors and somebody made them mad and somebody didn't speak to them and somebody got in a dispute over something and the youth didn't do right and the children's ministry didn't make my child the lead in the play and they've quit over all kinds of silly stuff. What if Jesus quit us every time we let him down? But he never has, has he? You ever let somebody down? Yeah, I have too. I broke people's heart. I didn't do what I said I would do. Or I, or I did what I shouldn't have done. And sometimes I have to get on my face and say, God, I need to start following you again. I need to follow you closer. You know, I'd always tell my kids. I'd say, listen, don't wander off. We'd go into a big store or something. And I'd grab a hold of them or I'd say, grab a hold of me and I'll lead us through. And they'd grab a hold of the back of my shirt or the back of my pocket. And I said, don't turn loose. Any of you ever done that? I said, because we're in a big crowd. And I don't want to lose you. Somebody will snatch you up. And so they'd hold on. Now they're bigger than I am, so I hold on to them. You know, and I'm old. I'll get lost. But you see, we must never turn loose of Jesus. Because I can promise you, he said, I'll never turn loose of you. They were followers. You see, we must have a complete trust in the only one who deserves it. You know how they followed? They followed him in love. They didn't do it because they were mad. They didn't say, I'll go, but I don't want to. They did it because they knew Jesus loved them. Do you know Jesus loves you? 
Adults, do you know Jesus loves you? Right where you're at? Right now you think this is childish? Good, because it is. Do you not hear the overarching theme of this message? We need to be childish when it comes to the foot of Jesus. We need to come to him in complete humility. Some of us have lost our wonder. We've forgotten what it was like to get up on Christmas morning. And I'm going to tell you, tricycles and swing sets has a way of doing that to you. If you know what I mean, wink, wink, nod, nod. Let us not lose the wonder of it all. Jesus is still as real as he was when you were seven years old. Jesus is as real as he was the day he was born in Bethlehem. He is as real as he was that day on the cross. We must follow him in love. Can I tell y'all something? Now, there's a little girl sitting up here today, and I'm not going to call her name, but her mom sent me a copy of a, one of the sweetest notes I've ever seen about how this little girl loved her neighbor like Jesus loved her and wanted the best for him like Jesus would. And can I tell y'all today, you can't be mad at people and stay mad and act unloving and say you love Jesus. You hear me, adults? Do you hear me? You cannot say you're right with God and be at division with your brother. Now, you can't control them, but you can control you. There must be a surrender if you're going to follow Jesus, that you're going to love others as Jesus. Do you know when they nailed Jesus to the cross, do you think that hurt? It did, didn't it? They drove nails through him. They took these huge thorns, made this crown and, and pushed it down to where the thorns went up under the skin and it bled and run down into his eye. Does that make you kind of cringe? Do you know why he did that? Because he loves you. That's why he went through all that pain. And when he was on that cross, he was thinking of us. And he did so because he loves us. Shouldn't we be able to follow him and love others like Jesus loves us? And they do it with joy. That's why I love all y'all. Sunday morning, I always look forward to coming up here because some of you will come up and give me a hard time or y'all make jokes and Pate's slapping me on the back of the head. And of course, I can slap him on the back of the head too. I love, y'all give me hugs. I love all these children. But you know what? Do people ever get on your nerves? Yes, don't, no names, please. No names. Yeah, people, people irk my nerves sometimes. You know, it's little things, the road rage, they cut me off in traffic. You know what really, you know what really gets my goat? You know what really just gets on my last nerve? When I hold the door for somebody to come in or to go out, 
and they never even look. They don't say thank you or anything. They just act like somebody's supposed to hold the door for them. That makes me mad. But you know what? Every time I get mad, do you know what the Lord tells me? Jesus is the door and he stood open for me when I didn't deserve it. And sometimes, you know what? I don't stop and thank Jesus enough. Sometimes I don't thank him that God has blessed me so much. I complain and whine, oh, these people won't say thank you. They don't appreciate me and this one don't do that. And I don't have enough of this. You know what these kids did? They were followers with joy. We ought to be happy, shouldn't we? Christmas is a happy time. Look, the lights, the beautiful flowers, the beautiful outfits, the wonderful food we'll have. But the greatest of all is Jesus. But listen, they were followers because he was their hope. Their hope was to get out from under the rule of this world. Do you know this is not all there is? Do you know Jesus is coming back again? The same Jesus, the angel. The day Jesus left, he was up on this mountain across from Jerusalem called the Mount of Olives. And when Jesus went up, they were all standing there going, wow. And the angel said, hey, this same Jesus that just left is coming back the same way. Jesus is coming back, church. Will we have that childlike faith? the childlike acceptance and following in hope because he said his return is our blessed hope. Do you know there is no other hope? Adults grow up and they think their hope is in marriage. They think their hope for the future is in their retirement. We got to work a bunch. We got to put up all this money. They think their hope is in their children. And I love all of y'all. Do y'all believe that? Look at me. I love you all. I love my children, but my hope is in Jesus. My children won't save me. They won't give me the fulfillment that only Jesus can. And they're going to be people who says, hey, trust me, I can fulfill your life. Just trust me and I'll give you hope and I'll give you joy. And it may make you feel good for a little while, but there's nothing like Jesus. I want to finish. Listen, adults. May we walk like these children I've read about today. The multitudes of children that worshiped and cried, Hosanna. These children get up and sing. Adults, why don't we? Are we too big for Christmas? Have we lost the wonder of it all? May we walk as children of faith, believing in and believing on Jesus. May we be as children accepting him for who he is. Do y'all accept Jesus for who he is? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by, by him. That's right. He said, by me. But then may we walk as children following him. I want to read you one last scripture in 2 Timothy. Paul was telling his son in the faith, Timothy, these words when he said, and that from a child 
He said, you've known this even as a child, that you've known the Holy Scriptures. You've known the Bible. Y'all have quoted Scripture today. You know the Bible. Don't ever lose that. Keep studying and reading God's Word. Adults, read, study God's Word. He said, you've known it from a child. He said, because listen, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. They're going to get worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them. Your parents have taught you. Your teachers have taught you. Your preacher have taught you. And from a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing else can help you like the word of God. So I want, I want y'all to think about that. And I want to ask everybody else. In just a second, I'm going to ask y'all to stand up with me, okay? And y'all can either kind of go back and sit with your parents, but we're going to have a time of prayer. They're going to play a song. And like we do every Sunday, a time of invitation for people to come. And maybe you need to pray and say, God, I want this to be the happiest Christmas ever. I want to be full of your joy. Help me to tell somebody else like those kids. Help me to praise you. Adults, let me ask you today. How do you see Christmas? Is it the hustle and bustle? Is it the stress and the strain? Do you view Christmas with joy or dread? I know Christmas can be a sad time because of loss of loved ones or whatever. But listen to me. It was never about the presents and the food. Let us get back to being like a child and say Christmas is about Jesus. It's about hope. Because we must view Christmas with that hope, not hesitation. So, why not trust Jesus today? Why not trust Him as these children? So I want y'all to stand with me. You can either go down or you can stand right up here with me. They're going to come to the instruments. And they're going to play a song. And maybe y'all want to stay up here and kind of sing with me while they play and sing. But you can go down if you want to. But right now, adults, listen. This was not a gag. This was not some kind of off-the-wall thing. These kids helped me present to you the greatest story ever told, the story of Christmas. And it's about Him. And it's about being as these precious children who trust Jesus. We need to trust him as these children. The Bible says, be followers as dear children. Will you trust Jesus today as your savior? Will you trust him in your walk as a child? May you get up every day with the awe of the light of Christ. May it burst through on your soul today. So as we sing, as the kids help us sing today, why not come and trust Jesus? Why not come back and get things right with God? Whatever you need to do, come to Jesus this morning.